What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I'm here with the lovely Peaceful Barb. Peaceful Barb. We're thrilled to be back for our second episode of this podcast. Can you believe it? No, I can't. I'm so excited. I love sitting in the living room with everyone. Yeah, it's so much fun, and we've really been brainstorming lots of helpful, insightful topics to talk with you all, and we have so many ideas, and it's like we want to just talk about it all, but we won't. Brainstorming. We talk so much already, but this has caused us to talk constantly. This has been so much fun. It's a lot of barb all the time, but (laughs) luckily we like you, so it's all good. good. Today we wanted to talk about a topic that I think is up for a lot of people. Actually, it was up for me like literally on the way over here to record this podcast because oof, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. We want to talk about difficult people. (laughs) I would love to hear the reaction to the crowd out there. I mean, you know, it's hard. I think, and I say this to you a lot, and obviously I say this with love in my heart, but sometimes people can be the worst. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard. It's hard out there. It's been a hard couple of years. It's Life is difficult, as we talked about in episode one anyways. And just a lot of us are at our, our peak, our limit of, of life. Well, I think you've said a lot during this pandemic that we are living in a collective trauma. You started saying that, gosh, I want to say like maybe the first two months into this pandemic. And I remember thinking, she's so right. We are all feeling the the trauma and the pain and the anguish and the uncertainty of this of this pandemic, of this um, iteration of COVID. And when you call this collective trauma, it's so true. So we're feeling our own energies and our own pain. And we're also feeling the collective pain and uncertainties of everyone else on the planet. So it's a lot. It is a lot. And and I don't know if, well, I do know, but it seems like people are more difficult than usual lately. Like, what is up with that? Why? What's going on out there? What's happening? Why are we all so at each other's throats all the time? I think we've had it. I think we've, (laughs) no, seriously, you know, we can feel that in our own lives, even before the pandemic. We could feel personally when we've had it, you know, how sometimes when I would lose my temper or something and you'd say, mom, what's up with you? And I said, Michelle, this has just been the most difficult couple of weeks of my life. I just, I've had it. And so think about that whole feeling that you've had personally over your lifetime and now couple that with a global pandemic that has gone on much longer, I think, than most of us ever imagined. Because if, if someone would have told me back in March of 2020 that we would still be in it in March of 2022, I would have said, no way. We, we couldn't possibly handle that. So I think we've had it. And I think we've used the resources or we've used the, the patients. And we've, we've, we now, I think that's what happens. And that's what's so important about talking about how to deal with difficult people. Because now we want to lash out. And that's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. But let's talk about like exactly what we mean by difficult people because, okay. you know, it, we're not trying to offend anyone with this topic, but like people can be difficult. So you and I were chatting about how we describe or define a difficult person. 
And the first thing that you said, and I agree with, is someone that creates unnecessary stress for your life. And that's the biggest thing is life is stressful already, obviously, but who are the people in your life around you that are unnecessarily bringing more stress to your table? Yeah, I think it's important to look at that. I love the way you said that. Take a, um, like, take a mental or write it down, you know, physical inventory. Who are the people that when you're around them, they're, they're mostly negative. They bring that negative energy. They're not um, optimistic. And it's difficult, I know, to be optimistic sometimes when you're in the middle of something so serious like this. But they're not really looking for ways that they can find a little bit of joy or they can find a little bit of peace or happiness or calm. So think about who are those people that are always in that same mode of, of pessimism or, or negativity or, you know, everything out there is so bad and yeah. bringing you down. Yeah, generally people who are like moody, mm-hmm. controlling, stubborn. And as you were making this list, I was like, oh, goodness, is she talking about me? <laughs> Which you might have been when we talked about this because we were having a bit of a tough day. But nonetheless, it happens. But people who are generally unaware of how their behavior affects others, that's a big sign. Yes. Um, they think they're right about everything. And people who just tend to like wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. And that's, you You always say that you wake up ready to, to face the day and it's the external world that kind of comes in and shakes things up. Yeah. I think but that's, some people don't. What? No, exactly. And I think you have to know who you are. And I think that's the whole point though about life aren't we here to learn and we're here to understand who we are and what are the things that help us grow, become stronger, more wiser, uh, happier people, more successful people. And what are the things that we need to look at? We always have to look at things. And I do think that difficult people are people that have difficulty looking at themselves and being, doing what I would call an honest inventory. How do we actually look at ourselves without judgment, without, um, putting ourselves down or without feeling like a victim, how do we actually look at it and say, whoa, I could, I could take a look at this and let me see what's causing me to lash out at the lady at the grocery store or, you know, at the, in traffic or whatever it is. You know, when, when you can see that you are impatient, I'm being vastly impatient, especially in situations where you have absolutely no control because let's face it, we most often never have any control out there. But especially in places like if in, in traffic, then you, you know, we, we know we have no control, but most of us are enraged with traffic, hence road rage. So I think it's important and why we're, I believe why you and I are talking about this topic is for everyone out there to not only identify the people in your life that bring difficulty in, bring unnecessary stress in, that bring you down. Because um, I think I've said that to you over the time. I, I always wake up. I always wake up. I get out of bed. I before I get out of bed, I say, thank you for the gift of this new day. I always try to walk into the day with with something positive, something beautiful in my consciousness, in my mind, in my heart. And then I step into the day and, you know. Chaos breaks loose. Chaos breaks loose with people, places, or things. Um, but we do have the choice of how we're going to wake up and how we're going to step into the day. So it's important to just take a look at that. Who, who or what are the things that you're allowing uh, to bring you down? Well, I'm sure as we were kind of going over through some of those symptoms of difficult people, probably people or places or things popped into your minds because we tend to know, we just don't necessarily know how to deal with it. So, you know, now that we know that difficult people are there and and what to look out for, like, what do we do to deal with it? And I think what I would, what I want to say first is we don't, I'm not saying for you to label people difficult 
So that's the not. first thing. Yeah, make sure that you're not. This is for your own internal barometer. This is for your internal peace of mind, your internal sanity, your internal happiness, your internal awareness. Because awareness, awareness is the key to Beautiful. everything. A hundred percent. Beautifully said, Michelle. That's it. Awareness. So it's just for you to be aware. And I think we won't we won't go into depth on this podcast because that's its own podcast. Maybe five podcasts it's about boundaries. Because once you become aware, then you start to see, oh, I may not, maybe I shouldn't see this person at seven o'clock in the morning because it, you know, waking up doesn't seem to be their, their, they aren't their, they aren't their greatest self or they aren't their best, in their best mood. I don't want to say greatest self. They're not in their best mood. So maybe I should see them at three o'clock in the afternoon instead. So you start to become aware of that um, and set those kind of boundaries. that an example about me? Because I know that. 7 a.m. is not my greatest hour. No, it is not. I remember when you were a little girl walking into the bedroom every morning. Good morning, Michelle. Time to get up for school. Like, get the F out of here. And you were like, oh, my gosh. And I remember one time when I walked in there, you said, do you always have to walk in here so happy? <laughs> it was so Sounds funny. Mean. No, I didn't take it as mean. See, that? It, no, I didn't take it as mean. I had a smile on my face. I thought... Oh, I'm so happy that she thinks that, that I walk in so happy because that's my whole point. So how I, how you act is the energy that you put out into the world. So I was putting that energy out when I walked in your door and you got it. So that was a win. I loved it. So I think it's just being aware. And then you're right. Now we need to talk about what do we do? What are the things that you, you actually have control over and that you can actually do? Well, right. So the first step is awareness. Awareness is key to everything. If there's anything that you want to change or edit in your life, you have to know that you want to change or edit it. So, you know, when thinking about the people that kind of bring you the most unnecessary stress or anxiety, what do you do now? With the people. Yeah. And with your interactions with them. Yeah. I, I think once you're aware, you, well, you, you have many choices. I'm always saying we have many, many, many choices. So if it's toxic, toxic has become a very hot word this, this pandemic. Um, It's everything. So, (laughs) so it may be instead of using the word toxic, if it, if it, if it somehow affects your energy and your, your uh, presence and your mood in a, in a place that brings you down, that makes it difficult then for you to now take the next step in your life, then that's a person that you need to look at and say, how do, do I even need to have this person in my life for one? I mean, we, we, we invite people into our lives all the time that are we inviting them in because we, we enjoy their company and we, we, um, they, bring a, they bring a spark of joy or happiness to our lives or are we inviting them in because we want to make them think that we like them and we want them to like us, you know? So I think it's, it's such a, a teasing out and an unraveling of all the reasons and all the things and really being, as I said a little bit earlier, taking a true honest inventory of why are certain people in your life are they worth your time? Because time is our most precious precious resource that we can never get back. And then what can we do in the most kind way, but powerfully strong way to set a boundary or to set a limit or to, you know, change course, see it differently? I love that. So thinking about that, you have the awareness, you take the inventory, you kind of contemplate a boundary that you can set or think about how you might need to communicate your needs if necessary. It's, I mean, I think effective communication in relationships is a big part of the dynamics of relationships. And ultimately, too, you realize you come to terms with what you can and can't control. So I think there's like a macro level of this and a micro. Like the micro is the people in your life. If there's certain people in your day-to-day sphere 
that bring you unnecessary stress, you know, you know, you can follow those tools. But then also the macro, like being in traffic or getting cut off, or as my example, someone took my parking spot on the way in, and I, it was, you weren't very happy. It was that. a lesson, but that's that's stuff that you can't control. That's mm-hmm. gonna happen anyway. So you have to figure out what you need to do inside yourself to not let that send you, you know, into a spiral of rage. Well, beautifully said. And I think what what precedes that is you have to decide because you are the boss of your own life. You're and not I the think, boss of me? I think, no. <laughs> you told me that when you were seven. Um, I, I was, think I was I, wise. I think, well, I think this is the deepest part of this podcast that we're trying to get to. And here we're going to get to it right away is we, we are the boss of our lives, our own lives. And we have total control over what we will and won't put ourselves in the midst of. And I think the idea that we take that awareness and that honest inventory. And I love when you said awareness is key. And why is awareness key? Because once we're aware, once we actually know that this is affecting us in whatever way that possibly is or whatever you're naming it, just when we name it, it's 80% of everything. Like when you can name something, wow, this person really affects my energy in a very um, fearful way. I get, I get kind of fearful when I'm around this person. When you can say that out loud to yourself, not to them, but out loud to yourself, it, it releases a lot of it. And then you can actually start to see avenues open up inside your own consciousness. So what could I do? You know, so one could be, you know, they're always wanting to go have dinner or they're always wanting to go have lunch or they want to do a meal, which lasts two or three hours. I think I could possibly stand you know, 45 minutes, the next time they ask me, we all say, let's have coffee instead. That's really better for me. You know, really getting creative and it doesn't feel so hard. It's always hard, but it doesn't feel as hard when you are actually aware of how it's affecting you. And that's why awareness is key. I love that. And you and I were talking earlier about this, but one of the most meaningful and helpful things that we've ever unpacked together as far as helpful life tips is the concept of creating space in your mental capacity so that you're not always in knee-jerk reactions and reacting to life. And there's that Viktor Frankl quote that we love, between stimulus and space, there's, between Between stimulus and response, there's space. And in that space, I'm paraphrasing, but in that space is your power and that is your power to choose. And I think I can think back to so many moments in my life where I was very unhappy or stressed or anxious and the people, you know, thinking about the fact that it was made a lot worse by the fact that I was reacting in a way that I probably wouldn't have chosen. It was like a quick knee-jerk reaction. And my choices and the things that I did and said made it worse. And then I felt even worse. And so I think, especially in dealing with people and thinking about how you want to communicate with people and even, you know, on the road, if you take a beat before reacting and think about what you really want to do, maybe you won't honk at the person that cut you off, you know, or maybe you won't snap at your parent when she's like trying to help you. Um, I think that it's a really simple and like kind of seems like basic thing, but it, it really makes a huge difference. It, yeah, it, it, it's everything. I mean, it, it makes a huge difference and it's everything. Even with like work emails, someone will send me an email and I want to send the snarkiest, ridiculous thing back because I'm like, how could you ask me this question? But if I sit on it for even an hour or a day, yeah. like the answer comes to me of what, what's the best thing that I could say that gets the 
you know, best response. Yeah. I, I think you, you're saying it so, so great because it's like learning to find that pause. And in that Viktor Frankl quote, he says, in that pause is the choice. In the pause is the ability to make a choice. And I'm paraphrasing as well also because it's been so powerful in my life that I always look at these quotes of how do they translate for me. And then he goes on to say, which is the best part of it, and in that choice lies your freedom and your happiness. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So this quote is from his book, Man's Search for Meaning. Man's Search for Meaning. Which is a great book. That's one of your favorites. It it is. It is my all-time favorite book. Everyone should read that book. But... That's a whole nother podcast talking about inspirational books for reading. But I think that we all want to be free. We want to be free of other people's energies that bring us down. We want to be free of irritation and frustration. We want to be free. Uh, We want to be free to live the life that we wake up to want to live. And so our freedom and our happiness lies in the choices that we make. And I think that's where we go back to, um, you know, awareness is key. And I want to give an example of things or places, because I, this is really, this comes up a lot for me. And uh, driving is a, is a huge mm-hmm. thing for me. It is, it is my greatest teacher. I, I very think. lovingly call her the bridge demon yep. because she does. live near bridges. And when she gets stuck at those bridges, it is like, she does. It ruins her day. She does. And I, we allow it because we all get triggered by things, but the bridge demon does not like getting stuck at the bridge. No, and we all have something, and I know that about myself. So we laugh about it. So first of all, I don't get upset with her when she calls me a bridge demon. I think, <laughs> oh my gosh, here I am again. But what do I do differently? So I go out of my way now to understand which bridges go up at which time, and I plan my day that way. So rarely am I caught at a bridge today unless it goes up on an off schedule. And people might think that that's weird, but no, it. I understand that sometimes being stuck at a bridge for whatever reason can trigger me. And so when you understand that about yourself, then you start to make different choices. I do have a choice. I don't have to be at the bridge on every on the hour and the half hour. I could be at the bridge on the quarter hour. Right. So I, it's a really simple example, but I think it's a powerful one because it's so concrete. And you know that about yourself because yeah. I, yeah. unless I'm in a rush and, and I've misjudged my day, I get stuck at a bridge and I'm like, well, great. This is a chance for me to just chill out in the car. Yeah. But I know that it, it affects you. Yeah. It's interesting. And I think and we know that about each other. Yes. And we accept it about each other and we don't, we don't, um, we don't try to, um, write a story about what's wrong with you or what's wrong with me. And I think that's the other piece of it. You know, don't write any stories about other people or write any stories about yourself. Just be honest and just say, okay, this is a trigger for me. I'm never going to be perfect. So let me just accept it and figure out how is it going to minimize its effect on my energy and my mood. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about- And my about- productivity. We, we, haven't, we have to always talk about productivity as a human too. Right. Our energy is huge. Yeah. So much of our energy, our mental energy is spent in that tizzy of all of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I now that we've kind of gone into difficult people, I think what's important to also touch on in this in this vein of conversation is, yeah, there are difficult people in our lives that cause us stress, but like we can't always be 
looking outward at all the people that are doing us dirty, you know, sometimes we're the difficult people. And that often is kind of the Achilles heel, I think, of the personal development self-help industry is it's, you know, a lot of, you know, who are the people in my life that are problematic. And sometimes you need to look at yourself and see if that might be you. And yeah, I, I think, you know, we were talking about this the other day when we were getting ready to get ready for this. And when we were making this list of difficult people, and I think I even said it earlier in this episode, when you were making that list, I was, you were defining me in that moment. And I was like, is she sending me a message? But I think it's important to have that own sense of where, of self-awareness to say, okay, maybe in this moment, I'm the difficult person. I, I think what you said is right on. And I, and I want to say, you said sometimes we need to look at ourselves. I'm going to change that to, we always need to look at ourselves. We always have to just say, where, what, what role am I playing here? And sometimes the role we're playing is that we're being the difficult person. Sometimes the role we're playing is we're allowing other people to walk all over us and we're a doormat because we don't want to hurt their feelings and we want them to be able to like us. So we always have a role in whatever it is because um, I, I am never a fan of calling myself a victim. We can be victimized, but I never want to ever label myself a victim because I think it takes my power. So I always want to be in my power and my power is realizing what is happening for me in every moment. And so I think you're right. We always have to look at ourselves and say, okay, what's What's happening for me right now and what choice can I make? Which is what we just talked about a few minutes ago. We always have a choice. So what choice can I make? And that's why I like the bridge episode because it goes back to me making that list and you feeling like, oh, she's talking about me. Well, it's so easy for me to say, oh, you are so annoying today. You're really getting under my skin. Why are you doing that? Why are you saying that? Why are you being so freaking annoying? Which, of course, you know, goes through my mind I know. at times. But I think it's easy to to place that blame on other people. But again, if you take that beat and take that space to be like, uh, yeah, she might be getting under my skin, but what am I doing to also contribute to this situation? Yes. And I also like to say it's so important to look at that. And I, that's why I like it when you call me a bridge demon, because how many people have said to you, (laughs) peaceful Barb, she can't possibly be a bridge demon. Oh my gosh, that's peaceful Barb. And then, and that is something, Breaking news, Barb is a bridge demon. That is something we never want, though. We never want to be labeled as perfect yeah. or that there's nothing wrong with us. Or because I meditate and I'm mindful, I'm never angry. I never yell. I'm never difficult. Of course I am. And I think when you can own that for yourself and not label other people as being perfect or putting them up on pedestals or labeling, labeling them as the only one that is difficult, I think we start to become human beings together. And so we are human beings. We're never going to be perfect. And I, I really, really think when you can own your own stuff and then you allow other people to own their stuff without taking it personally, then you're able to make choices. They can make choices. And then we minimize the impact that a difficult person on the outside is having on us or difficult places or things. And then we minimize our difficulty that we're imposing on other people just by understanding that we're not perfect. We're human beings and we're all in life. You know, trust most of us are just trying to do the best we can. It kind of levels the playing field in that respect because when you can realize that, like, sometimes you're the difficult person and sometimes you are the difficult person, we know that everyone has good days, bad days. 
And unless you're talking about extreme cases of like narcissism or abusive behavior, right. people probably aren't trying to push your buttons. That's it's good that you call that out, that, that we're never talking about the extremes of a narcissist or, or an abuser or anything like that. We're talking about that mainstream in the middle because I agree 100% with what you said. No one, I don't believe anyone in this middle part that we're talking about because um, we're not ever talking about any kind of mental situations or anything like that. I don't believe anyone really wakes up and say, how can I have the worst day possible today? How can I make Michelle's day the worst? I, I want to make her day miserable today. And what are all the things that I could do? I don't think that we wake up that way. It just life happens and we end up that way often um, because we lose our our ability to um, weather the storms that life is sending our way in that moment. I like that. I think it's important to remember that. We're all trying to do the best we can. So if we can lead a little bit more with compassion uh, for ourselves, 100% always starts with us, and, and lead a little bit more with love and care and a little bit more with what the other person does has nothing to do with me and has everything to do with them and move on. Well, that's that's the perfect segue because I wanted to chat about this quote that we were talking about the other day of, you know, that how people's actions say everything about them, but your response says everything about you. Yeah. Yep. Period. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Mean, Goodbye. That's in its own, I mean, that is its own beautiful statement. It's, and we have a lot of difficulty though, um, internalizing that and being able to practice that or even understanding at the moment, which is fine because we are not ever going to get everything perfectly in the moment. But if we could actually then do a little, let me think about what just happened here, instead of allowing it to fester and get us all worked up and agitated, and then we go take it out on on the the, the person wait, work, working behind the counter at Starbucks, you know, so instead of that, we could look and say, what, what was it that that person said or did that triggered me? And maybe it triggered me because of some thing that happened to me two days ago that I have unresolved anger, unresolved frustration or irritation. So I think it's just always important to be aware. I'm going to always say that. You're going to hear me say that probably every single podcast. I love it because it's, it's, it's the thing to just keep reiterating. Could be the title of my next book. Oh, I know man. that makes you, I know that makes you crazy. So backstory on that is, is dear Barb has been talking about writing her next book for quite some time. And I would say every week or two, she'll say, oh, this is going to be the topic of my next book. And that has ranged from awareness to everything else that we talk about. And I'm like, so this is going to be like an encyclopedia style book then, right? It's going to be a memoir. (laughs) Anyway, I think awareness is, is everything. And you can, I hope, I hope for everyone listening, you can start to see and start to weave that through that the more aware you can be of yourself in every situation the the better chance of having a good outcome. Yes. So tips for dealing with negative people. Yes. I was going to say, let's let's really... Let's recap it. Yes. Because you love a bullet. I do. I mean... A, I do. Uh, no, bullet points. A bullet point. Every time Michelle and I do anything, <laughs> I always say, yeah, <laughs> clarify that, Can please. you send me bullets? Yeah, I always say, can you send me bullet points on that? Because I really love... Because I think that's what we all need. We, we, we get the whole gist of it during this whole talk. But now, give me the... Uh, you know, the, the, the little sh- notes. Exactly. So break it down. Tips okay. for dealing with the negative people okay. or difficult people. Difficult people. So what's the number one tip that we've been talking about? Awareness. Yes. Really seeing what is it in, what is it in you that is, what is it in you that's being triggered? Am I irritated, angry, frustrated, whatever it is? 
and then looking at the other person and what is what is it in their behavior that's causing you to allow yourself really to be um, impatient or angry so awareness. or hateful. Mm-hmm. Awareness, communication. Think about what you need to communicate in a situation. Yes. You're not a doormat. You're not a doormat. You're not out to please people. Not a people pleaser. But you're also not out to hurt people. Bingo. So trying to find that middle, middle path of um, developing some compassion, but also some awareness. Thinking about, number three, thinking about some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Looking at what that would look like. Yeah, what do you need Yeah. in any sort of situation? Remember, boundaries aren't walls. They're, you know, they're, they're not to keep people out. And they're boundaries, to take care of you. Yeah, they're not a punishment. No. You're not trying to punish the other person. You're really trying to look at yourself and say, what can I, what is the kindest thing? Think about this. What is the kindest thing that I can do for myself and for the other person in this situation? Love it. And then lastly, thinking about what you can and can't control. Yes. Macro and micro. Love it. Which is nothing you can control in the outside world and everything you can control from within, which is what you said that I think you should repeat that quote because it was so powerful. People's react, how people act says nothing about you, but how you react to people's actions says everything about you. That was not quite as nice, but you get the gist. Yeah, it's a version. that Rewind. Yeah. So, okay. Lastly, tips for... Not being the difficult person. Awareness. Always start with awareness. I mean, <laughs> Same really- thing. But it's just tapping into yourself and taking the space. Yeah. Always taking the space. Use that Viktor Frankl quote. Look it up. I think it would be really helpful if And if we can this- put it in the little show notes. Good. But I just, I really love, I think it would be really, because I feel like we're in the living room talking to everyone. So what I would say is I think you would love it if you looked up the book, Man's Search for Meaning, and then found that quote. Between stimulus and response, there's a space. And we won't we'll give you that little first part. Now you go look up the rest of it. Because when he ends with lies your happiness and freedom, it will, I believe, it gives me goosebumps every time I say it, it will affect you deeply and you will start to realize that that space that you talked about earlier, Michelle, is key. It's it your power. Key. It's your power. And I think lastly, when thinking about both sides of this coin of being the person or having a difficult person is to remember the, that, you know, we need to have a sense of forgiveness for people, for the difficult people and for ourselves when we're the difficult person, you know, don't beat yourself up if you've made a situation terrible, like I did the other day. Um, you know, you forgiven, you figure out what you could do differently or what you could ask for from that person. If they're the person that's being difficult and you move forward. I love that. You always have to forgive yourself. Remember what I said to you a few months ago? We were in a conversation, and I kind of knew Michelle was in a little bit of a sensitive place, but for whatever reason, it it I was aware. You know, we can be aware and still not act appropriately. I want to say that too. We're human beings. Please understand that. So I was aware, but it didn't register. So we're walking, and she said something to me, and I said, Michelle, I think you just need to put your big girl pants on and make a decision and do it. Oof. I could not have said a more hurtful, inappropriate thing in the moment, given her state, wherever wherever also, she was. that's just not a thing that you say. <laughs> it was like the bridge demon took control of you and made you say the weird things. I know. I don't know, think I've ever said that to you in my life. I don't think I've said that to anyone in my life. No. But what I want to say about that is in the moment I realized it and I saw her reaction, so... What started to happen for me was I started really beating myself up. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I wanted to, I wanted her to forgive me right away. I'm so sorry. Instead of realizing that, yes, I said something really awful, um, 
but we can't always take it back, but we can forgive ourselves and the other person forgives us and then we move on. And I think that's now we've made it a joke. It is a um, joke. So I, I think you can't dwell in the mistake or dwell in the negativity. Um, you need to look at it and say, okay, I'm a human being, made a mistake. I'm really sorry. I hurt your feelings. Yeah. And then you move on. And maybe the person needs a little bit more time to move on, which you did, which was fine. So don't try to pressure them into moving on in that instant. Um, but I hope we're giving you a little feel for what it's like to deal with difficult people or deal with situations that, that hurt your feelings like that and what has to happen on both sides. I think so. Forgiveness and space and patience. Hmm. Compassion and love. <laughs> Just keep adding to the list. Yes. Well, I think that that was lovely. I do too. And very be- helpful. I look forward to the comments and the questions that people may have in the in the space because this is a topic that we feel passionate about, all of them we feel passionate about, but this one in particular, especially given these times, and just be gentle with yourselves. Yeah. Please be gentle and loving with yourself because the more gentle and loving you are with yourself, the more gentle and loving and forgiving you will be of other people in their difficult moments. Yeah. Knowing, that, all- knowing that you can't change them, but just allowing them to be who they are and, and keep on going. Like, we don't need to live in that difficulty. We can just allow them to be who they are and keep on moving. We're all trying our best. Yes. Well, thank Thank you. (laughs) I think that was lovely. Thanks so much for listening to this second episode of Barb Knows Best. We hope you're enjoying the show. And we'd love if you would, wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a follow. We'd love for you to give us a five-star rating. And of course, I'm being very ask, asky, but, and we'd also love for you to give us a follow on the social media. You can reach us at Barb Knows Best Pod, Peaceful Barb, and Michelle Maros on the social media channels because well, we just want to stay connected with everyone and hear what you would like for us to talk about and just get your feedback on all of the things. Beautiful. So thanks so much for joining. We look forward to being with you next week. Have love a great day. More. Bye. Bye.